The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me? Well, I got to tell you, I got to keep it on. It's Hall of Fame weekend. That's exactly right. It's that time of year in the city of Canton, Ohio. Man, I just love when I say that. That's why I took a little break to make sure I say that properly. Canton, Ohio. The Hall of Fame city. Everybody, all roads lead to Canton, Ohio. Pro Football Hall of Fame's greatest weekend. Uh, it's it's going to be an outstanding time, an outstanding induction ceremony. And, you know, what really just, when I think about it, I, I have to go back to my days when I was a young man. And I mean, well, I shouldn't even say young. I was a boy. I was a little boy. I was a little boy in the city of Canton, Ohio, and I grew up there, of course. And uh, many days in the summer, um, many times, many summers, uh, I would uh, get a chance to uh, go to Hall of Fame weekend, uh, to the parade festivities. It, w- it used to be all one day. There was a parade in the morning. The parade would then conclude at the steps of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They would have the induction ceremony, and later there would be the game. It was always on a Saturday. It appeared to be most of the time the last Saturday of July or perhaps maybe the first Saturday of August. Uh, it now has turned into uh, a festival. It is now an event. Uh, it is actually a couple weeks. And as we speak, uh, there are various activities that are going on. And I am just, I'm proud to be a very, very small part of that. And what I mean about that is, no, I am not being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, But each time they have the Pro Football Hall of Fame's greatest weekend, uh, I feel a special connection to that. Because, see, I I was one of those little boys that I was inspired by the mere presence of those gladiators, if you will, that came into Canton, Ohio to participate in that Hall of Fame game that I knew that some of them one day would be inducted into that Hall of Fame. They would be on the steps and they would be you know, thanking those people that were near and dear to them, to those that supported them, those that inspired them, uh, those who were role models for them. And that stuff works. You know, I've, I've, I've been one, and you guys know, I, I'm often mentioned um, from a distance, a friend of mine that I embraced, you know, Charles Barkley. I like a lot of things about Charles. I mention his name on this show a lot of times because, you know, there's a lot of things about him that I like. There's some things about that I don't like, and I'm sure he don't give a damn. <laughs> and so, uh, but this whole thing about role models. And I've, I've often said that, of course, there is nothing wrong with an individual who wants to embrace that badge and that shield and carry it with honor and be a role model for individuals, which I think is so, so, so hard the type of role models of which we typically think about when you think of a role model. But for some reason or another, there are people out there that feel that it's something that you don't have a choice. You are automatically, you know, deemed to be this this person who has this responsibility and obligation to be the best example for for the world and to put all this pressure on your shoulders when perhaps maybe there are many of us 
out there that don't know exactly how to do that. And so I say that only because that's what's going to happen this weekend in Canton, Ohio. You're, you're going to see some people who are going to thank some people who are going to open up their hearts, their minds, their life to you and share with you things that you never knew about them before. They're going to share with you about those people that were so important to them and, and just really impacted their life. And it's going to be one of those things. There, there'll be a couple of tear jerkers, jerkers there. There's going to be a lot of laughter that's going to be there. But one thing that's going to be is there are going to be some people that are going to be glued to the edge of their seat that are going to be hanging on their every word. And that those people, some of those people are going to touch somebody's life. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today because they don't know exactly who's watching them. They don't know exactly who watched them over the years. They don't know whose life they impacted. But somebody's watching you and you are making an impact on somebody's life. If you know it or not, if you want to accept it or not, it's happening. And it's one of those things where, as you could say, well, I, you know, I didn't know. Well, now you know. Sometimes, you know, because a handbook doesn't come with this job. You know, this responsibility of, of being a role model, you know, a handbook doesn't doesn't come with it. Nobody tells you, you know, you know what 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 to do. Nobody tells you, you know, how to conduct yourself. You know, you just got to go out and you got to do it. And, and you got to start doing it from day one. Because day one, somebody's somebody's watching you. Day one, you, you got practice. You you go to you go from the practice field, from the locker room to the practice field. Somebody's actually watching you when you leave the locker room. As soon as you come out the locker room, somebody's watching you. Some little boy is right there handing you a piece of paper asking you for an autograph. Somebody's watching you to see if you sign or if you don't. Somebody's watching you to see how courteous or discourteous you are to the individuals. That are there waiting for you. Somebody's watching to see if you make any eye contact. If you say hello to people, if they want to autograph or not. Somebody's watching you. Somebody's watching you the way you go to that field. Do you run out of the locker room? Do you walk out of the locker room? Do you come out by yourself? Do you come out with other people? Are you inspired when you go or are you disgruntled? Do you act like you want to be there or do you act like it's the worst place in the world and you wish you never were there? Somebody's watching you. And do you guess what? Somebody is watching you. What you feel or you don't feel on that day may have an impact on that person's life. Because that person is watching you, that little boy, you may be his dream. You don't know him. You never knew him. You never met him. But how you treat him could impact his entire life. That's one thing that I know for sure is because I know the treatment I got from somebody that it impacted my life. It made me a little bit upset with that individual the way they treated me. You know what it made me do? It made me make a little pact with myself. I'm going to get his ass. If I ever get a chance, I'm going to get him. He didn't treat me nice. He didn't even acknowledge me. But it wasn't his fault. It was my fault. Maybe I expected too much out of him. This whole role model thing, that's reality. These Hall of Famers are going to talk about some of that. The impact that people had on their lives. The impact that they're having on others' lives. But I have come to realize it's taken me some time. If you want it or not, if you want to do it or not, you are a role model to somebody that they've just chosen you to be their role model. You don't know. They've deemed that they want to watch you. They want to be like you. You don't even know. Nowadays, with, with so much, you know, technology, boy, people can do anything and everything. They can capture your every move. They can watch you at all times and go home and record. And, you know, maybe somebody just, just the way you run, the way you jump, the way you touch the ball, the way you do whatever you do, somebody could try to duplicate that, 
replicate, be just like you. Remember they said, want to be like Mike? They want to be like you. Well, I'm saying all this because on my Facebook page, a young man told me he did that. And I'm going to talk about that young man on the other side when we come back from a break. But I want you to always know somebody's watching you. You're listening to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. It's Hall of Fame weekend. We'll be right back after this message. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters? Hall of Fame weekend. Hall of Fame weekend. Some of the greatest athletes in the world will be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And these men have worked hard their entire lives uh, to achieve this goal. I'm happy for them. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about them. But um, what I want to do is that I wanted to take a little bit of time and and talk a little bit about something that I experienced. 888-346-9144 in case anybody would want to call. Uh, because, you know, I for many years have talked about, you know, this whole role model thing, Charles Barkley's opinion, and, which I'd embraced for a little bit, a, a portion of that belief. Um, but I, you know, I last week had a conversation with, with the athletic director, uh, Back in uh, Canton, Ohio, uh, Greg Malone, and uh, and we we got a new coach uh, back there at uh, Canton McKinley High School, and uh, coach and I had a conversation on the phone, and I I will be speaking there um, with the Canton McKinley Bulldogs uh, on Saturday, and of course, in, in just preparation for that, uh, it's a, it's a it's a big thing in Canton, Ohio, for Hall of Fame weekend, and everything. Uh, regardless of how big or how small, it's just magnified because of, of the weekend. You know, all the media in the world, is, it's almost like a Super Bowl, you know, comes to Canton, Ohio uh, to help celebrate the induction of these great men. So all the different things that go on, it may be something small, but it becomes something big. And so I wanted to prepare myself because, you know, these young men that are playing football at Kent McKinley High School, uh, they certainly are going to one day be... Maybe some of them will be college athletes. Maybe one day they'll be professional athletes. But, but what they are now, they're high school athletes. 
and they're in a city where the world knows about this high school. I mean, after all, they're in a city where the Pro Football Hall of Fame is located at. Uh, the stadium that the game is played in is their stadium. And so, you know, you run out on the field. As football players, we just do this. When you run out on the field, the first thing, you, you, you just acknowledge the environment. And you look around, you know, you look at the field. First, you, you're in the locker room first. And, all. and Can you just imagine, first of all, the the pro players are going into the locker room and they're like, okay, this is, uh, this is a high school. Are you serious? This is a high school stadium? This is a, a high school locker room? And, and years ago, maybe it wasn't as impressive. Well, the field has always been impressive. The stadium has always been impressive. Maybe the locker room were certain to be something to be desired. I know that. But the locker room has been improved. The stadium now carries the name of the New Orleans Saints' his owner. He, I think he contributed like 10 or $15 million dollars. Uh, you know, the AstroTurf is on the field. The stadium has been refurbished. And, and believe me, it will probably soon be torn down and, and probably rebuilt. But the fact of the matter is, it's a high school stadium. And those kids that play football back there in that city of Canton, Ohio, they're, lo- they're, they're celebrities. There are people. And, and, and as, as I said, I know this because I'm one of those. And, and in preparing to go back to Ken to speak to this football team, because the schools have now gone from four schools when I was there to two, we, we, we converted, converged to two. Now they're going to break that down and go to one. One city, one school. Ken McKinley Bulldogs, a brand that's one of the top ten brands across the country in high school football. And I think they're number seven. And it's a situation where I want to convey to these young men that I've traveled the world and people know about Cam McKinley High School. But this whole role model thing, I, I, I would walk miles. And I mean, I'm 10 years old. Uh, my mother's at work or at home. And my brother, who is three years older than me, if I'm, if I'm 10, he's 13. If, uh, you know, and, and, and so on, just do the math if we're younger. Uh, but we're walking at least five miles to a football game through the graveyard. Yes, <laughs> me, through the graveyard at night to see a high school football game, to see people that I cherished, I worshipped when I was a little boy. I wanted to be like them. They, this is like I'm, I'm looking at, you know, I could see them now. They were, they were bigger than life. Rodney Gordon, you know, you, you got Darrell Hall. You got Jimmy Vance. Oh, you, you, I mean, you just got, you know, so many people back then. Larry Clayton. You have so many people that when I was a kid, I, I would, David Turner, I would go and watch them play football. The stadium would be, I'd say it's a 20,000 seat stadium. So it, during the year, it would be like half full. It'd be like, you know, 10,000 people, 8,000 people in the stands. At a high school football game on a Friday night. And then there were other games where it'd be more. And of course, a mousing game is always sold out. But I have it in my mind. These people are, I'm worshiping these guys. I mean, they are the best football players I've ever seen because in person. Because again, I'm not seeing the Cleveland Browns. They're hours away. I'm not seeing the Cincinnati Bengals. They're hours away. I'm not seeing the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're hours away. The Buffalo Bills, hours away. Closest in proximity, but the furthest you know, from thing from my mind is thinking I'm ever going to get a chance to go see them play. Ohio State Buckeyes down the road a little bit. Akron zips up the road a little bit. Again, not thinking I'm getting a chance to go see them either. So this is my my dream of of one day becoming a football player, starting with this high school. And it's all about this thing about this role model because I want to share with you what I felt. When I'm thinking about what I'm going to, I'm taking this walk and I'm preparing myself to talk to this high school when I get there, I wake up and I get on my Facebook. And as a matter of fact, I get a text from my daughter, you know, who's in California somewhere, Vegas, someplace, I don't know, uh, about, Dad, you should take a look at your Facebook. It, it almost brought tears to me, what, a, what somebody said. And so let me tell you, because this ties into these guys that, that going into this Pro Football Hall of Fame. And the young man is a, a young man named Tony Massey. And Tony simply says, Mr. Ellis, don't, uh, he says, Mr. Ellis, don't know if you remember me at the Ohio State National Championship game here in Phoenix, but thanks for being my Facebook friend. 
When I was a youngster, I always looked up to you playing for the Bulldogs. My bedroom as a kid was covered with your pictures on the wall. I wanted to be so much like you. I would get so excited to see you at the park hooping or just chilling. <laughs> you never know. You never knew. But I would follow you around anytime I saw you. I treasure those moments for life. God bless you and your family. We need more black men like yourself. Stay the way you are. Okay, come on. Really? What can, what can I say? I have, I have waited since Saturday, Sunday, to get on the air to address this because I've, I've been wrong. I've been wrong, and I can't believe that, that I don't remember. I didn't remember going back, but the time that I did remember going back is last week before this young man sent this to me on Facebook. I thought about myself because I want to go home and inspire these young men that maybe one day they might be in a position to share their story and help somebody else. But I wanted them to know that it's not one day, it's today. You're in high school and there are people that are walking miles to a game to see you play. There are little boys that are dreaming about not being pro football players but being on the Kent McKinley football team. Why? Because I did it. I knew it. I was simply going to share my story with them. But to justify my story as being true and to not only just myself, here's another man who himself writes on my Facebook my story, except it's just in the reverse. He was just like I was when I was a little boy. He would come and watch me play at McKinley. He wanted to be like me, just like I wanted to be like Reuben Vance, Rodney Gordon, Darrell Hall. Oh, man, it's just so many people. I want everybody. This is just so important. We need to change what we feel about sports. And we need to embrace sports. There's too many things that's going on that's so good about sports. The hell with the money they make. Because the money they make does not, it, it's just a fraction of the impact that they have on society. Now, I'm glad a report came out. Shout out to Brian Gump. You never know who listens to this show here. Don't tell me Brian don't listen to my show. Shout out to Brian Gumble Because they had a special on his show that he does about MMA and about how those men beat their wives, beat their girlfriends. It's not football players. As a matter of fact, football players compared to society, we're at the bottom. Nowhere on the list should anybody be. I'm not bragging or, you know, I'm just, I'm just pointing out something of which I think people need to know is that the media you know, puts this huge spotlight on the National Football League, and I see that Ray Rice is saying that he's a rehabilitated man. He's looking and asking for a second chance. But but everybody wants to make football players out to be these big, mean, you know, nasty men. The man who puts his hand on his wife is wrong. No doubt about it, just wrong. I can't make no excuses. The fact that you are a matter of an equation and you're, you know, the least of them is still wrong. But I just want you to know, football players, we may have the biggest spotlight, but we're, all, we're not always the bad guys. We do bad things, but we're not always bad men. There are good things that football players are doing. This young man right here, I'm proud of that young man. Yes, I know that young man. Never knew the things he said. Never. Never knew the things he said about the, the things that Tony Massey said about Ray Ellis. I never had a clue. Never had a clue. And, and the park he's talking about is Nemesilla Park. There are, there are parks all over this country where young high school and college and players and college professional players, college professional and high school players attend these parks because they grew up in these parks and they go back and play in these parks. Why? Because it's good ball. So I did that. Shout out to Ronnie Stokes. I went back when I was a pro football player. Ronnie Stokes was in town. Ronnie, of course, was playing at, at The Ohio State University basketball at the time. And Ronnie tried to block my jumper and fouled me. 
<laughs> That's right. He fouled me. He really didn't foul me. But he fouled me, and I called a foul. I asked for the ball. But you know what? There, w- there was like a ton of people watching me and Ronnie and Troy and them play basketball. It's just what they do. Those are hometown. That they're... <laughs> I don't even want to say they're hometown heroes because you know what? They deserve to be called hometown heroes. They deserve to be role models. But, it, it, you know, I, I'll never forget the time when the OJs came to Canton, Ohio, and we, it was Hall of Fame weekend a few years ago, and they were naming the street after the OJs. And, I, and I, what I did is I was part of that, you know, that crew of celebrities, so to speak, that was sitting on the stage. And I recall getting up and saying, you know, hey, when they asked me to come and be a part of this induction, you know, I mean, this cer- ceremony to dedicate this street, to name it, you know, OJ's Boulevard, um, they said celebrities up on the stage, and I'm looking around. I'm like, I'm at home. I'm, I'm not a celebrity at home. I'm Ray at home. I'm, I'm not a celebrity, but... That's something you got to stop and you got to think about because somebody's watching you. You are, you have achieved the status that now says you're that. You, you, you got to embrace that because somebody's watching you. There are Tyrone Masseys around the country. I'm speaking to high school football players at Cam McKinley, but I'm speaking to high school football players all over the world. Early intervention is best for any and everything that you do that is going to contribute to your life long term. Embrace what you are in high school. You're influencing somebody's life in high school. Talk to these young men like that. Perhaps maybe there's a lot of things that go wrong later in life that we might be able to put a stop to it if we catch them in high school. That's what we, we, we got to catch them in high school. So I, I, this just, it just really caught me by surprise. And I, I just, I said, you know what? I got to, I got to address this. I can't let it go. I, I, I just have to address this. So I'll tell you what, I think I should take a break. I probably went over my break. I think I should take a break and we're going to come back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's playing to win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on playing to win at you bet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You hear the music, you know the show. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me, Hall of Fame weekend. Pro football's greatest weekend, of course, will be celebrated this weekend in Canton, Ohio. And, of course, there's a great induction class that uh, consists of 
uh, several players, uh, Jerome Bettis, uh, is probably going to be the featured speaker. Will Shields, of course, will be in there. Tim Brown will be in there. There's a couple other guys I'll, I'll mention a little bit later. But um, I, I just, again, wanted to uh, continue to talk a little bit about uh, some role models. But before, before I get back to that, because I, I may be – I think I've said enough about that. I, I just want to, again, I want to thank Tony Massey for taking the time out to um, to say things that my mother and father in heaven would be proud to hear that somebody said about their son. And I certainly appreciate that, that I was able to do something to inspire you in, in, in your life. And, and I, I hope and pray that you are able to do something to inspire others. And I think you have, and I hope you continue to do so. Uh, but I wanted to emphasize the young men that are in high school. Uh, that don't think you have to wait till you are a college or a professional player to be a role model and to influence somebody's life because somebody is watching you. And those people that are watching you are basically emulating you and trying to do the things that they see you do. And hopefully they, say you, they see you doing the right things. So let me go on now because, I, man, I got to talk about something. That, oh. When is it ever going to stop? The city of brotherly love. I go from the Hall of Fame city to the city of brotherly love. I skipped over Columbus. It's one of those cities that's in my life. And I'll, I'll be talking about that a little bit in the future here. But the city of brotherly love, Chip Kelly. You know, what? man, there's some things that's going on. And listen, if, if, if it stinks, if it sounds a little bad, you know, maybe it is. But, you know, Riley Cooper... You know, I'll never forget Riley Cooper, you know, making, you know, a couple remarks, use the N-word, that he would, he would kill them all, he would shoot them all, kill them all, whatever, and, uh, and it was caught on tape, clearly, he said it, and th that brought some problems in the locker room. Now, there's certain things you can do in the locker room, there's a couple guys on the team that said they were going to have a hard time, you know, forgiving him. Because the truth comes out when, you know, when, when we feel comfortable, who we really are. Our real colors show who we really are. And so um, we got this thing going on now where Chip was able to forgive him, embrace him, you know, and he's part of the team. But you got some other guys that, you know, you can't tell us why. But there's some other things going on with some other guys that don't look like Riley, but when they put that uniform on, they all look the same. They're Philadelphia Eagles. Chip can't adjust to their personalities. Too strong of a personalities. You know, thinking that, you know, there's just got to be somebody better out there. There ain't nobody better out there than Deshaun Jackson right now. I mean, last year, come on, look at the numbers. He, he had more productive catches you know, yardage-wise, and anybody out there, you know, 20 yards or more, you, it's somebody who would just run through a zone. You, how are you going to replace that? You know, Chip, there's got to be something going on, man. And I, I don't think you're going to be in Philadelphia very long. You know, unless this team makes it to a playoff and they probably win a game, you know, chances are you, you, you may be out of there. You know, you're, you're missing this whole thing about sports. Regardless, we don't care what you, we don't care what your what your religion beliefs are. We don't care, you know, if you, if you're biracial, you know, if you marry outside of your race. We, we we don't care what you do. When you put on that uniform for the Philadelphia Eagles, we want you to be a Philadelphia Eagle. When you coach for the Philadelphia, Eagles, we want you to be for coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Your personal beliefs and, you know, and you not liking some people or, you know, a race of people, man, if that's going to hurt the team, you got to go. And it looks like, you know, come on, Chip. You, I mean, come on, really. The, the city was affected by what Riley Cooper said. Not just the players, the city. People up in the stands. People who watched games abroad. Everybody was affected by what Riley Cooper said. But you were able to get over that. What has Deshaun Jackson done that affected everybody else? You know, what, what, what did, uh, come, really, when you think about it, Shady, what does Shady do? Uh, you, you, got, you got productive people that you're looking for that production, and I don't see it being replaced on the football field. You know, it's, 
it, it's, it's really one of these things whereas we're going to find ourselves in a position where we look at players who used to play for the Philadelphia Eagles and they're going to be playing for somebody else and they're going to be doing a damn good job and the people in Philadelphia are not going to be happy. Not at all. Not at all. And so, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there, there's a chance that, you know, Chip Kelly's job could possibly be on the line. Just because of some things that probably don't have anything to do with football, because I don't, I don't recall those players being non-productive. I don't recall those players causing any problems on the football field. I don't recall those players being responsible for, for us losing games. But I remember them being very, very productive. And when you compare them to, you know, Mr. Cooper, well, the production speaks for itself. So I think I have said a little bit enough about that. But uh, how about them Cowboys? Can you believe that fighting down there, man? Really? Yeah, but I, I tell you what, though. I just, listen, when that young man stepped up to Dez Bryant, and, and, and I know the young man. And I, I want you guys, if you haven't had a chance to, uh, to see it, it's one of those things where I think it's worth searching, you know, on YouTube. Uh, someplace out there, you'll find, you, you'll, you'll find it. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where it is that you'll find it. But if you go on YouTube and you'll find it that Tyler Patton, who wears number 28, and Des Bryant got into a fight in training camp. But let me say this to you. I'm, I'm happy. You, you know what? I'm really a little bit concerned because that means the Cowboys are ready to go. I'm going to tell you from somebody who played football, I never in my life ever wanted to play football with somebody who never got into a fight in training camp. Let me tell you, man, it is hot out there. In Dallas right now, it's probably about 90, it's about 100 degrees down there. And they may be in California, thousands of those California, someplace in California now. So, but, but, but listen, it's hot. And when it's hot, you know, you just get hot and bothered. And the last thing you want somebody is somebody bothering you. You don't want nobody talking. We got internet radio here. Talking shit. And we don't want somebody getting all up on you, trying to block you or tackle you or hit you. You, you don't want any of that. And somebody pushes you to the edge. And when you got receivers and DBs that's fighting like they was, I like that. I want to see that from the Cleveland Browns and Philadelphia Eagles, my teams, and the Arizona Cardinals because I live here and I have to root for them when it's a game and my other teams aren't playing. That's how you know you're ready for football. I'm sorry, football is not a choir boy sport. If you got a team and you go through our training camp and they, nobody got into a fight, I, will, I bet they, they're not, they're not, that's not a playoff team. They're not going to win any games. How the hell is somebody going to hit you like and almost kill you and hurt you so bad, the hardest you ever hit in your life, and you don't want to fight them? And you might just fight them just for that. I had a guy, one of my best friends when I was a kid in high school, you know, it took him years to tell me, but he said, Ray, I'm going to tell you, man, you really didn't have to hit me that hard when we was in high school. This is what happens. It's okay. Practice, you can fight. Training camp is about fighting. You don't get penalized. You don't get suspended. You don't hurt your team. The hope to God you don't hurt each other. But this is the time. You, you, you want to know. You, this is where the boys become men. This is where you know who you can count on. Every, you know, somebody's going to say, that's a little petty, Ray. You damn right. But you need to know you got some nasty men. You know you got friends. You got, that's what I tell people, that football is not a contact sport. It's a collision sport. You know, because you, you don't make contact in football. You make collisions. This is, this is what this is about, collisions and people just getting pissed off. So you go ahead and fight. Do it. I'm telling you, you go to a training camp, you don't see no people, want, if you don't see no fights and training, something wrong with that team, they're not aggressive. They are not aggressive. You're supposed to want to take him out. And that's what I see the Cowboys I'm okay, just remember I said this. Des Bryant don't take no junk anyway, but I, I just want to shout out to Tyler Pat. Tyler hung out with us doing a play, uh, player networking event anyway, you know, so he, he's one of our guys. Young man, you know, just taking a look at his life and trying to get himself prepared for, you know, life playing football and life after football, too. And let me tell you something. When you are a defensive back, a second-year defensive back, and you're willing to take on one of the best receivers in the, in, in the world— 
And then beyond that, not only shut him down in practice, but you you willing to fight him? Philadelphia Eagles, Cleveland Browns. If for some reason or another the Dallas Cowboys get rid of Tyler Patton, get him. Get him. I'll tell any any scout out there. If somebody gets rid of Tyler Patton, if the Cowboys get rid of him, somebody pick him up. Because he don't give a damn who you are. He going after you. And guess what? I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that too after the break. I don't care how good they are. I don't care how great they are. If they're the best to ever play the game. If you want to play on a National Football League team, that's the one you go after. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You know the show. You're the rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me, Hall of Fame weekend, Canton, Ohio. And a great class of men will be going in there. And, of course, they worked their entire lives, you know, to, to reach this spot. And along the way, they influenced some lives. Those lives that they influenced, they didn't know it. They didn't know, they, they couldn't possibly know all the lives that they've touched. And hopefully the people that they've touched, those people will touch some other people. Because I said, it was one of those things where, no, I didn't reach that level of success. But I certainly got a chance to, to play at the highest level you possibly could play. And along the way, a young man, <laughs> you know, stopped by my Facebook page just to let me know and to tell me thank you for, you know, the good things that I did for him. And, of course, that young man's name is Tony Massey. And so I thank Tony, and I hope Tony continues to be uh, a role model for those who come after him. And it brings me to, of course, modern-day football today. And uh, like I said, I saw those Dallas Cowboys on practice, and a young man that I know, Tyler Patton, number 28, a cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, in practice. And we're talking about practice, in practice. He went after Des Bryant like he didn't give a damn who he was. And so being a role model in sports right now, let me talk to you about that, those of you out there that are in high school. You know, that you're setting an example for those little boys. And let me just say this to you. There is a superstar on your team. 
I, I'll never forget this because it's, it's, it's a little funny, but then again, it's not. Uh, there's a superstar on your team. And I remember one time when I was at, okay, I was that star of that team. And, and a guy tackled me. And I'll never forget my high school coach. I just, you know, my defensive back coach. Uh, of course, his name was uh, Bill Knox. He was the brother of Chuck Knox, former head coach for the Seattle Seahawks. God rest his soul in heaven. Uh, that young man tackled me, and Coach Knox ran over to him and got him up and pat him on the back and was screaming and hollering and just wanted to let him know, you know, if you could tackle that guy, you could tackle anybody. But these are the kind of things that are said in high school that they really mean. So if you listen to what they're saying, they're letting you know. They're letting you know. They're, they're telling it to you as clear as they possibly can put it. If you can do that, you can do anything. And so I remembered that. And remember, I got tackled, I, you know, so whatever I might have been or whatever that guy, I was the star of the team, but I, the guy tackled me. So, hell, I ain't happy that they celebrating because he tackled me, but he tackled me. But I took that message as a message to me. I, I heard what he said to that young man. So I just put it in reverse, and when I went to that next level, there was going to be a superstar because I wasn't the superstar. I'm just getting there. So when I got to college... The best in college, I got I to take him out. If I want the coach to recognize and jump up and scream and talk about me, I got to do what somebody did to me in high school. I took that from high school. I took that with me to pros. And guess what? The best ones out there, <laughs> my rookie year. Again, another Ohio State Buckeye, Fred Bruni, who was a secondary coach when I was at the Philadelphia Eagles. I got drafted. And Fred Bruni told me, he said, Ray, I, I got to tell you this. You know, we had a meeting last night and your name came up and we were considering cuts. And your name came up in the conversation. He says, here's what I want you to do today. He says, I want you to go out there and I want you to knock the shit out of everybody who comes your way. I just want you to knock the shit out of everybody. He said, but there's one guy, if that Wilbur Montgomery comes, don't you touch Wilbur. <laughs> He said, I don't, you, you knock the shit out of everybody comes. You, you hit him. He said, but don't, don't put your hands on Wilbur Montgomery. It, was, it took me right back to high school because he was saying what this high school coach had said to this kid. You go after the best on the team and you get, if you can get him, you can get anybody. Fred Bruni was telling me, except he was saying the best on this team right now, that he's untouchable, but everybody else just take him out. Go get him. Well, it just so happened that uh, I didn't get a play come that way. But that didn't take that thought away from my mind about how coaches evaluated your play. They wanted you the best one on the field. If there was somebody out there that was perceived to be better than you, you go get his ass. To show how good you are, how bad you want it, you go get him. So I'm not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but this show is to compliment Mr. Massey for what he watched, what he saw me do. Somebody, I watched somebody do that. Somebody watched me be the best. Coach Knox told them to take out the best. They took me out. I took that on to the next level in college, tried to take people out in college, and then I got to the National Football League. And you know the greatest to play football in the National Football League end up in the Hall of Fame. And when you're playing against the greatest, you know they're the best. Ain't no doubt in my mind when I lined up, and Ozzie Newsom was not on my team. He was on the other side of the ball. I knew Ozzie Newsom was the best. I knew that was a Hall of Famer. Tony Dorsett lined up. I ain't no doubt in my mind. I knew that was a Hall of Famer. I knew that was one of the best. Walter Payton lined up across. Ain't no doubt in my mind. I knew that was one of the best. I was a Hall of Famer. Dan Marino lined Ain't no doubt in my mind. Dan Marino, I knew that was a Hall of Famer. Lined up across from me. You know, you, ju you just knew. You know who they were. But I'm telling you this, for those young men out there from Camp McKinley High School that want to be pro football, I'm telling you, you go after the best. You go get him. In practice, you go get him. That's what these Hall of Famers are going to be in there right now. They'll tell you the best. When they lined up against the best, they played their best. They wanted to do their best. Sometimes it could be one tackle. 
One tackle got that boy, got Coach Knox excited about our practice. One tackle for me changed my entire life. I'm going to post it on Facebook. One tackle. Walter Payton came through the middle of the field on a draw play and wasn't nothing on my mind but to take him out. That was, that was the only thing on my mind was to take him out. One great football player can change your life. A play you make on one great football player can change your life. One time. Eminem said it. <laughs> you get one chance. You better do it. You get one chance. And if you don't take that chance when you get that chance, you'll never get that chance again because people know when that chance reveals itself and you don't take it, they will tell you. You had a chance right here. You could have, you could have, yeah, you know. You could have did it, but you didn't. I took that one chance. I went from that one chance to number 24, starting at strong safety for the Philadelphia Eagles, Ray else I was a little boy I walked five miles to watch high school football games I watched everything those high school football players did I tried to be like them I became like them I went to the Ohio State University this young man here Tony Massey he followed me he watched me do it people watched him they went on to college they went on to pros if you want to be a Hall of Famer, watch the way they work. Hall of Famer in anything in life, watch the way the best in the business work. Watch how well they do their jobs. They don't miss. They work harder than everybody. They work longer than everybody. They're better than everybody. They're humble than everybody. But they inspire everybody by example. If you want to be the best, watch the best. See what they do, do what they do, and then share that same success with somebody else. And you, too, one day your name will be called and you'll be mentioned with the best. And you just might be one of the best. That's it. You listen to Rail of Sports on, of course, the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'm on my way to the Hall of Fame city. And while I'm there, I'm going to be talking to the Cam McKinley Bulldogs. Tony Massey. Appreciate you, bro. God bless you. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.